Well, hey there, we're back, and this is The Weekly Grind, a podcast where we work out the topics that shape and influence the culture, community, and church of today from a biblical perspective. My name is Ben, here with my pastor and good friendship. He's the lead pastor, and I'm the worship pastor here at the Napoleon Church of the Nazarene. Today on the podcast, we break down some of the hot topics facing our culture today and do our best in bringing kingdom perspective to this conversation. How did Jesus speak out against injustices? What does scripture say about unity? What does scripture say about division? This is The Weekly Grind. Well, hey, we are rolling again. Welcome back. I tell you what, I'm I, I'm excited, <laughs> man. It's been different, um, different format. Yeah, necessary format. Yeah. Felt good about what we did. Yeah, but to to be in this setting with me and you having conversation over uh, kingdom content, perspective. Yes, back, it's good to be back. Back to so, what we're doing. You have good Father's Day. I did, man. Shooting I this sure the did. day after Father's Day. Yeah. So um, I fun. I had to bring I a little bit that. of personal awesome. uh, touch to our set because you got so the good. you got kind of your teams going yep. on, and so I that is so good. My only gift from Chris, I just said, hey, just give me some artwork from the kids, and you know, of course, my my daughter's like eight weeks old, and Judah's twenty or twenty one months old, so he scribbled a little bit for me and. Got you know what? This is the first podcast since you become a two-time father. That's right. Lots so. happened over the last <laughs> couple of months. COVID, protests, marriage. Yeah. All over. I mean, wow. Yeah. It's hard to believe, but uh, we're back. And, um, you know, as we're kind of joking about it, hopefully uh, old habits died from the old norm, norm but uh, hopefully the, the good habits continue. And I think for us, this is a good rhythm and a good habit for us. We really draw energy from knowing that we are doing our best to push mm-hmm. the kingdom perspective. Yeah. Right? And, and so this is an time. avenue for us to try yeah. to do that. And we hope that, that you guys uh, interact with this, engage with this, think about mm-hmm. uh, maybe what we're bringing up, and, and just allow the Lord to continue yeah. to refine how you see the world. Yeah. In the context of being a kingdom citizen. Yeah. Right. So bringing kingdom perspective to the things that uh, engage our culture today. And boy, there's a lot of things in our culture today that could use some kingdom perspective. And I pray that we can shed some light on that and do our part. Right. I mean, I mean, you look at the life of Jesus and the way he modeled, um, he transformed the entire world and he didn't do it with a megaphone. The man was meek. He was humble. And we, we, and even the last couple of weeks of you teaching and sharing mm-hmm. on uh, meekness and humility, mm-hmm. it's not being timid or shy or whatever. Um, and we'll get into some of that stuff in the next couple of podcasts, but there's power in that and there's, actually great restraint. I agree. Um, Which is not happening in right, our right, yeah. present contemporary context. Exactly, exactly. Everybody's shouting. Mm-hmm. And it can seem like we're just another attempt here, and we're one of a million voices or millions of mm-hmm. voices. We're not trying to necessarily just shout a viewpoint. Mm-hmm. We are wanting to have a conversation that we hope helps people think about yeah. what what do the scriptures teach yeah. about what's going on in my world? How do I, yeah. like I've been talking about in our sermon series, yeah. how do I live in the world? yet not draw my values from it, but also realize 
that what Christ was about is what the world needs most. And so I'm sent yeah. back into the yeah. world to, to And we have that. we have truth and we have love, right? <clears throat> and sure. and we know that the heart is deceptive. And we have a culture and a world that leads on emotion, that leans on um, feeling. And being rooted in scripture is more important now than it ever has been. Being rooted in truth and then speaking truth in love. That's right. Is, is is hopeful as our approach absolutely engage the mind because out of the you know out of your mindset then your behaviors begin to follow yeah so can i get my mind right yeah if i get my mind right then mm-hmm. my behavior my actions my interactions with people will begin to follow yeah in a christ-like way mm-hmm. and i realize that's uh that's a work of a lifetime yeah. god's gracious He's patient with us, but he's always drawn us to a maturity yeah. that mirrors the life of Christ. Yeah, and yep. uh, and seeing ourselves as in the world, but not of it. And that's where you know the last couple of weeks our our sermon series has been has been geared around, right? Um, and living in Ephesians, namely Ephesians two. Um, and so, kind of to start off, you okay if I just absolutely read a little bit? Sure. Okay. We're going to start off Ephesians 2, verse 11. It says, Therefore, remember that formerly you who were Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcised, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the, to the covenants of the promise without hope and without God in the world. But now... In Christ Jesus, you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups, the Jews and Gentiles, and has been destroyed, has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law that its commands and regulations. Uh, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both to them, uh, of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and he, he preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near. For through him, we both have access to the Father by one spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Build on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. Uh, Sideline, I've always said that, uh, I don't know if I've told you this, but if I could name a church, like branded church, oh, yeah. have I ever told you that? Cornerstone. Cornerstone. I just love that. Yeah. I think it epitomizes what this is about, who Jesus was. Mm-hmm. Um, again, what's going on right now in the national conversation is so relevant to what Paul was writing about 2,000 years ago. Yeah. How do I navigate through this world with a kingdom perspective? Ephesians chapter 2 goes a long way in helping us understand how we're supposed to see ourselves, Mm -hmm. and out of that, how we treat others, how we live with others, how we're mindful 
of what happens to us without Jesus Christ. Mm. And the only hope we have is this one who breaks down the walls of hostility through his through his work on the cross, yeah. the salvation that he offers. Mm-hmm. And so I just am always amazed that God is always so relevant. The word is always so relevant to every, every situation, every generation, every context, whether it yeah. be a thousand years ago, 2000 years ago or now. The truth is unchanging. It is life-giving every time. Yeah. And so thinking through uh, all of this narrative about race, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what's a kingdom perspective to that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, even Solomon reminds us there's nothing new under the sun. And one thing that's not new is is the human heart and and uh, the invasion that sin has on it and uh, and uh, the spiritual um, battles that the enemy is, is seeking to destroy all unity. The enemy's purpose right. is to destroy any sort of unity. So I think this, again, brings us back to the reality that uh, what we naturally do as sinful people, fallen, is we create prejudice. Mm-hmm. And we build walls... And we put together social constructs because a part of the sinful condition at the heart of it is pride. Yeah. The desire to get ahead, to be better. To feel valuable. And in a sinful fallen world, the way I feel valuable is if I am ahead of you or I am superior to you. Mm -hmm. And so what has happened down through the history of of mankind, really, is we have built these constructs that God never intended. Mm-hmm. And, and we see this primarily with the Jewish people. The conversation here is Jew-Gentile, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I shared this in a sermon. R- race wasn't something that is ever even really mentioned in the Scriptures. Mm-hmm. The only distinction between peoples was the Jewish people and the rest of the world because God needed a vehicle in which to present who he was and then bring Jesus into the world. Mm-hmm. And so he chose the Jewish people to do that. Yeah. And what happened with them? So there was no race. Like I'm really been like trying to eliminate the idea of saying race. There's one human race. There's a human race. That's important. Yeah. The Bible doesn't even say, hey, you know, the Chinese race or the Caucasian white race or the black race or mm-hmm. the Spanish. It doesn't do that. Because God always has created the world with one race. Race is a social construct, not a biblical concept. It's not. The only thing, the distinction that we see is Jew and Gentile. And that's at the heart of this conversation. But it's important for us to understand this, to understand why we end up creating all this prejudice in our world. Mm -hmm. Because look at the Jewish people. God called them out to proclaim himself. He asked him to do a lot of weird things, to live a lot differently, to have this unique and other lifestyle. And God did that on purpose. A lot of what he called them to do with dietary laws, hygienic Mm -hmm. things, ceremonial things, 
Uh, Jesus came along and said, listen, I'm putting that aside. That wasn't forever. Mm-hmm. That's not God was specific time and purpose so that the rest of the world would say, what, what is it about them? And he's drawing attention to himself. And that all culminates in Jesus Christ. Yeah. What the Jewish people did is what we do as sinful people. They were given a specific assignment to carry God's truth, proclaim God's mm-hmm. message, and they couldn't handle it. And they made it about themselves. That's it. And that's what we do. We create prejudices. The sinful heart does that. Mm-hmm. And so if you understand that, that even God's vehicle, yeah. his uh, special assignment people couldn't handle it and did pre- and created prejudice, then we understand that our world, fallen, is going to do this. So let's do some. What are uh, we had a poll a couple weeks ago? Some of the examples of prejudice that were that were listed. Now we we we, we you mentioned race or ethnicity, right? As being one of of right. them. I think that as I've listened to the the ethnicity, right? The 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 African uh, American uh, narrative that's out there. Uh, don't get me wrong. Uh, our context where we live, where we've grown up, mm-hmm. who we're citizens of, has sinned greatly in this area. I mean, slavery was mm-hmm. just wrong. Uh, segregation was just wrong. Mm-hmm. And we're called to, uh, to push back against that, to not be a part of mm-hmm. that. But as I thought about prejudice, I realized that it goes much deeper than just ethnicity, color of skin. Mm-hmm. That prejudice rises up uh, all over the place. I thought about that mm-hmm. too because the context that we live in, Ben, is very, very much uh, white. Mm-hmm. And so are we saying that because we live in a county that's very much white, prejudice doesn't exist? Absolutely not. No. It, it can manifest it still in, ra- in ethnicity, mm-hmm. right? But it also manifests itself in social standing. The who's who, the who's in, who's out, yeah. who's cool, who's not. Some of this sounds like junior high over again, mm-hmm. but it doesn't leave us. Or economic status, yeah, rich and poor, yeah. and how we treat people from those different cl- uh, classes. Yeah. It's amazing in our poll of our own people. Yeah. Those were the number one and two issues. Uh, so prejudice is a heart condition that yeah. rises up always and continually. And we need to see what Christ does about that and what is the kingdom perspective. And basically this passage, along with uh, corresponding scriptures all through the New Testament, is Christ just demolishes any kind of prejudice. And um, yeah, I think if we, if we can grab a hold of that as a kingdom person, as we are navigating through the conversation about, uh, they're calling it race, I would call it ethnicity, right? Because I think there's one human race. And why that's important to see us as one human race 
is there are no more silos. Right. Like if you think from God's perspective, he didn't create this race, this race, this race. He created one. Mm-hmm. So everybody's the same in, in essence. We're equal, definitely equal. Yeah. We're the same. We just manifest a little bit different in some of our characteristics. One, which, which is uh, skin color. Yeah. That's a very, very minute part of who we are as a complete person. Yeah. My heart looks the same as someone who has a different skin color. My blood bleeds out the same. Everything about my body, my mind yeah. is similar, right? Yeah. Just the skin color is a very, very small part. We're the same. Mm-hmm. And that's the way God created us. And I think it's important. Like to stop talking about the race, race, race. Mm-hmm. One human race with definite, definite, different ethnicities. Yeah, uh, I think that's a great part to start, a great um, place to start uh, because we begin to realize I can't fall into the trap of the social constructs that right. the world's always created right. for its own benefit for a certain group of people. So then they create this, this... Uh, idea that this ethnicity is not as valuable so they can be held in slavery mm-hmm. like those things have been for years and years and it was a flawed perspective and, and we're called to bring Christ's kingdom into this world he breaks it all down yeah yeah I mean the kingdom culture supersedes any other culture and the thing is like the, the life of Christ, the principles that he, that's, it's, it's the antidote to all of these things. So if you're, if you, um, you know, whether it's prejudiced, whether it's, uh, uh, hating a brother or whether it's lust or whether it is, it's, it's, um, it's getting on your knees. It's praying. It's, it's praying for that other person. If you, if you're in an argument with them, it's just amazing when you start to pray for somebody that you, right are frustrated with or that you disagree with what happens to your own spirit, your heart in your heart. Mm -hmm. And I think that so much of this, I mean, and I think if you're an unbeliever, I mean, prayer sounds cliche, right? That's kind of, that's kind of where it's at now. Um, but for the believer, it is the greater work. And the reason that it is the greater work is because it deals directly with our intent, our heart, our condition, and once we're changed, then God, then Christ gives us eyes to see, to have empathy towards you and towards this other person, and and then at that point, it's it truly is kingdom perspective. It's it's no longer the worldly things, the physical makeup that you know that hold us back sometimes or separate so, us. Yeah, and and I like how he writes here that um, what Christ did on his work is the culmination of God's plan in the world and his plan in the world. He uses this idea. He word, he uses the word, a, a new humanity. Well, the idea is, is the world has created this system and the kingdom of Christ comes and it is of a nature that just demolishes mm-hmm. is the antithesis of all of these structures that the world has created. And at the heart of that is Christ is about absolutely zero prejudice. 
remember what he it's all through the New Testament. There's not Jew or Gentile, mm-hmm. free or slave, yeah. male or female. Yeah. I mean, he's just demolishing because you have to understand that up until that point, the male and female thing, the the inequality yeah. of male to female, yeah. it was just awful, wrong. Christ comes along. And in his kingdom, Mm -hmm. everybody is valued. Everybody is the same. Mm -hmm. There is no rich and poor. I love how James just absolutely goes after. You cannot treat a rich brother differently than you can a poor brother. It's why Christ, part of his kingdom is we we use these little phrases. The first shall be last. And the last shall be first. Why? There are no places of honor Mm -hmm. in the kingdom. It's all of us. Mm-hmm. equal brothers and sisters, mm-hmm. join heirs with Christ yeah. in the kingdom. And if we can hold fast to that mindset, then we begin to navigate through the prejudices that mm-hmm. exist. First of all, race. Yeah. Um, you and I, uh, we talked through this, but uh, 2018, yeah. not, right. not a poll from two weeks ago. And uh, kind of in a, a, a period of <clears throat> of peace, so to speak, on this race issue. Yeah. This, uh, you know, uh, the 97% in our country believe that uh, racism still exists. Some felt more strong about it than others. But 97 out of 100 people mm-hmm. would say, I still believe there is some racism yeah. in our country. Um, which is that's an extremely high p- position, and it would lend itself to to say, hey, they've observed it. They've seen it. I've listened to the stories of friends and people, acquaintances, yeah. that would share certain things. And so prejudice in the realm of ethnicity, right? I'm not yeah. saying race on purpose because yeah. there's one human race. I need to keep always acknowledging that. I'm not going to silo myself away from my African brothers or my Chinese brothers mm-hmm. or my Hispanic brothers because th- there is no difference That's between anti-gospel us. That is. There, our ethnicities are different, yeah. but uh, there's one human race. But, but what it's saying is there is prejudice that exists. Yeah. And as a kingdom per- person, uh, one of the main things that we highlighted in the sermon mm-hmm. was uh, it calls us to not only be a non-prejudiced right. person. Right. But to be anti-prejudice. But to speak out against it. Yeah. Where I can. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that does look like for me, if I'm in the right context and setting, I'm willing to walk down a street yeah. in solidarity with my with my brothers of different ethnicities. Mm-hmm. If that's... I, I would be willing to do that. Right? Mm-hmm. But it also is... At the barbecue, right, with my buddies on yep. Friday night, when somebody makes a jaded comment, a prejudiced comment about a different ethnicity, or a different social yep. class, Calling or a definific, a different ec- economic, to say, "Hey, I just don't think that's the kingdom, man. Yeah. Don't don't fall into that." And we're called to not just be non-prejudiced, but anti-prejudiced. Mm. Uh, I think that's what Christ did. Mm-hmm. And uh, like you said earlier, he didn't do it in a bullhorn uh, kind of uh, bombastic way. I mean, you go back to you go back to Jesus riding into Jerusalem 
or the week he was crucified. They crucified him because they thought that they were going to overthrow the Roman government. They were so disappointed that that's not how... But what did he come in on? Yeah, a donkey. Humble, meek. Yeah. Because his way, his approach, that's what I admire so much about... But the ripple effect that that has on the entire world and generations and thousands of years still speaks today. That's right. You know, I... And I do think the church has been a little too silent. Oh, 100% agree. You agree with that? Yeah. So how do we, how do we navigate our voice through this? Because it's, it isn't going on a, it isn't, to me, it's not going on social media and joining the echo chamber of, of, uh, moral outrage and whatever. There's a more constructive way to do that. Totally agree. And it's through conversation. It's through eyes, eye contact. Yep. Because I can just blow off anything in, on Twitter and um, the world hears my thoughts. It's just so poisonous. And what happens to us is we tend to gravitate toward people that are similar anyway. So it becomes an yeah, echo chamber. It does. It's really not interacting with people no. that might have a different perspective yeah. or need to engage in a conversation where we could show some grace and love. Yeah. And help them understand that the church position, the kingdom position, Jesus position, isn't maybe what they've observed at times, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you're exactly right. Because uh, what happens in an echo chamber is you can't understand anything that's being said because everybody's talking and nobody's listening. That's right. You know, I, I think one of the things I shared at the end of that sermon a couple weeks ago was uh, we cannot talk or law our way out of prejudice. Mm-hmm. Like... We keep having conversations, right? Right. Um, We have a law against murder. It doesn't stop all murders. That's right. And we can policy this to death. And I'm not saying that some of these policies, I think there should be a law against murder, right? Right. I'm not saying there shouldn't be, but at the end of the day, it it, it deals with, we need to be dealing with the heart. The heart. Because that's what Jesus was all about. And so for us who are trying to have our heart right and follow Jesus... And also want to be a part of how to uh, create the positive uh, kingdom perspective of no prejudice existing. I think we need to experience our way out of prejudice. And what does that mean? What does that mean? I mean, like, am I intentional about not avoiding Mm -hmm. someone that doesn't look like me? Right. uh, Or doesn't seem to be in... uh, uh, a similar uh, uh, status, which I I hope that I don't have a status. Mm-hmm. I hope I, but am I actively moving toward people who don't look like me or don't seem like they're in similar situations? Again, I'm just I'm going back to the life of Christ and <laughs> when he wanted people when when people wanted him to take sides and everything. Just you think of just this this rocking on a boat back and forth. He was the steady. Yep. And I think as 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 pastors, as we as we are called to lead our people um, spiritually in the world, not of it, I, I truly believe that we need to be the calm in the storm, that we need to exemplify that. And it and and that just comes with with just certain ways that, that we need that we choose to navigate this right. for greater impact on the kingdom. Overreacting, underreacting, yeah, so many times. Stay the course. We need to be reacting in the kingdom way. Speaking truth in love. Yeah, that's right. 
And uh, I, I challenge you that part of, I think, breaking down the walls that have been constructed by social... Uh, Silos. Right. Yeah. The, the fallen world, what we do. Is, Sociology, I mean, they, they love to put things in categories, right? It's right. easy to manipulate and it's easy to... And so now what we have is we have, you know, the media loves that. I mean, we it's just really easy to group groups of people of ethnicities or social classes or whatever it is against each other. I, I think there's more of that than we even realize for somebody's gain, for somebody's so don't agenda. Fall for that. Don't fall. That's it. Just be a kingdom person. Just yeah. walk without prejudice. Discern what is going on. Read 2, then- 11 through 22 <laughs> for the next week or month. What, what, happens, what happens to your thought process? Yeah. And, and just like, I, I do think there's some value to what's being said out there about listening. Find mm. somebody who has dealt with prejudice. Absolutely. Befriend them. Absolutely. Begin to do life with them. Be intentional. Mm-hmm. And allow your heart to be softened, maybe, or to become more aware and yeah. perceptive yeah. about where these things could exist. Because the kingdom is saying, listen... It shouldn't exist. Yeah, I was. I, I saw. Well, just to interrupt you quick, um, I, a pastor did an uh, interesting illustration. Where he stood in the middle of the, the congregation and he held up a big poster and he asked one side of the church what they saw and it was blue, and the other side what they saw and it was orange. It's two different colors, and and the point of that was you have your you from this side of the room you have one perspective. Yeah. From this side of the room, this person has a different perspective. And I think if we can engage each other and talk with meekness, with humility, with a desire to uh, to seek to understand before being understood and, and to listen truly, uh, that's where change comes. It doesn't come through, through yelling. And to be intentional, like um, when you see a social construct, whether it's rich, poor, uh, popular or not, or you know, somebody that you just maybe don't identify with as mm-hmm. much, um, and saying, you know what, I'm not going to let those things stay and get in the way yeah. of me moving toward this person, and um, mm. and really trying to that's so good become friends with them, yeah, and hear them and and support them and just have a friendship, yeah. Like we just need to be more intentional about that because. Look at Christ's own groups. Look at the look at who he yeah. uh, lived with. It was a wide range of people coming from a mm-hmm. lot of different backgrounds. Well, and, it was everyone trying to figure out a plan B. Yeah, because they, you know, they they weren't Pharisees. They weren't whatever. They had they had fallen short of the goals that society had for them. Yeah. and he said, "Yeah, I choose you. I want you." Yeah, and they changed the world. That's right. So, final thoughts. You know, I, I, I just, again, want to go back to this, this little statement that in the area of prejudice, so often as believers, I truly believe I, I live among people who are not prejudiced. I've been blessed to see people maturing, growing in Christ in the kingdom. But I think we need to understand that um, just being able to say, hey, I'm not prejudiced, is, pro- is falling short of the kingdom mm-hmm. mission yeah. to bring anti-prejudice into the world mm-hmm. and to push back. and Be active, not passive. Yeah, and I, I don't, I'm not saying you to post on social media. It's Do it not- in tangible, lasting, real ways. 
Yeah. That are personal, yeah. interpersonal, and relational. Yeah. And let's be anti-prejudiced. Well, hey, thanks for engaging with us in this week's episode of The Weekly Grind as we tackle the topics of today from a biblical perspective. If you found today's topic or any episode valuable to you and your growth, it'd mean a lot to us if you would leave us a comment. And don't forget to subscribe to stay caught up on every episode of The Weekly Grind podcast. Thanks so much, and we will see you next time.